wow, an open with music, maybe even clear audio. Welcome to episode 108 of the Fresher and Parlance show. I am Parlance. 108. I am Fresher, episode 108, Fresher and Parlance. Uh, I'm trying out the eye patch. I tried switching computers. The other one did not work well enough, but let's see if uh, my computer can handle the eye patch this time. So I'm at 100%. CPU usage, it's staggering, but let's see what happens. I just switched over actually to um, from 1080p to 720p because I forgot to do that last before we. Uh... Yeah, I think that's. I'm on a 480 or whatever, because yeah, um, I this computer can't even handle it 720, which is disappointing. So that is pretty Oof. darn disappointing. Fresher, how was your week? Yo, my week was stellar. Uh, notable activities. I went and saw the Ghostbusters movie. Wow. And did the wine again. The wine again? Something like the Catalina wine mixer. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. That's right. We went, We were at that together. <laughs> We were. It was fun. Fun times. Yeah, Cherry Pop and Daddies were there, and uh, Wine Squash and Mommies was there. Uh, Grape Smash and Mommies, I mean. Yeah. Um, I played uh, Wine Hole. <laughs> yeah, you guys were really good. You guys won four bottles of wine for 10 bucks. I know, for like $5. Oh, wait, $10, but still. I wanted yeah. to go on and check the price to see like what they were, but... They I don't didn't. have like the bottles they give away generally are anywhere between uh, fifteen and thirty dollars a bottle. So uh, you did pretty well. Yeah, that is pretty good. Oh, it's worth mentioning. Uh, I mean, you can if you're listening right now, you can tweet us at Fresh and Par, or uh, comment on our Facebook or um, on the YouTube. But Speaking of community involvement, we had a tweet from Dave earlier this week that was a Soylent vending machine, which you can only pay with Bitcoin, which I thought was very appropriate. I am very into Soylent and Bitcoin, so I would be happy to use that vending machine, except for I I don't actually know how to use Bitcoin in a vending machine. They had like a, um, it looked like they had like some sort of QR code that you like, you said you did something with. It looked like that. But I don't know how they would validate that you sent it. There's not like, you know what I mean? You can't, you could, that's basically just donating money. I'm not really sure. Maybe it was more of a donation sort of situation. Very hard to explain. But I, when I saw that, uh, that tweet, I was like, man, that's exactly up Fresher's alley. That's like two things he loves: Bitcoin, our digital cryptocurrency, and powdered sustenance. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I mean, those weren't the powder. That's Soylent 2.0. So. Uh, Okay. Um, I am running. I have to order more. Like I go through uh, two cases like pretty quick now i'm like i eat it pretty often yeah i've seen you eat it probably a dozen times in the last month probably at lunch or like maybe a snack i'm not sure i've seen you had the white bottle yeah white bottles yeah 
Good. So, uh, Fresher, what did you think of Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I think that the cameos were super cheesy. Who but, were some um, of the cameos? Spoiler overall, alert. it was a good movie. Spoiler, people, but who were some of the cameos? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like everyone, like everyone knew that was going to happen. Who was in it? All the cameo stuff. What? Who? What cameos? I mean, basically all the original cast. Oh, really? They were in it as themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's a surprise to me. Oh no, not as themselves, but they were all in it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, one of them well, is dead. Of them, but most one of them. of them is dead. Which which one? Harold Ramis. The Eon? glasses guy? Yeah. Yeah, because he's the only one I can think of that wasn't in it. Yeah, he passed away. But it was, yeah, it was very entertaining. What else you got? What else you got? I don't know. What what else you got, Parlance? Throw well, it, flipping, I will flip in the books. Flip in the books. Flipping the books. Well, I will say I was a little late joining the our pre-show meeting, which we usually go through technical issues, um, because I, I know, was busy. recently we had a bunch. I know. Um, I, uh, I I was watching the Democratic National Convention tonight. Hillary Clinton formally accepted the nomination for the Democratic nominee for president of the United States. And uh, I'll be honest, I got a little choked up. Got a little choked up. Um, she was the whole convention itself. So I, like I said, I, I, I spoke a lot about the Republican National Convention this week. Um, I watched a little less of the Democratic National Convention, not because I didn't want to, but because I was actually busy with some other stuff, which I could talk about in a moment. Um, but I did watch a lot of Bill. I watched all of Bill Clinton's speech on uh, on Tuesday. I watched, or was that? I'm sorry, Wednesday. I watched a chunk of it, or was it Tuesday? I don't even remember anymore. It was Tuesday. Yesterday, Barack Obama spoke. <laughs> um, I watched all of the highlights from yesterday. I pretty much just heard about the Barack Obama one. And and then I watched today. Uh, I watched almost all of today. As a matter of fact, so I don't know if you know, I have like a, a auxiliary in on my car. So um, my wife commutes with me to and fro, and uh, she really wanted to watch the convention. So I had her pop on the live C-SPAN feed on YouTube and plug it into my car uh, audio so I could listen to the speeches while she watched it and listen to it at the same time. And uh, worked out rather well. That's, rather, pretty, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. So I got to listen to the speeches. So I don't know if you know this. Uh, Chelsea introed um, Hillary today, Chelsea Clinton. And I think it's really probably the biggest. I heard about speech. it, but I didn't see it. I didn't see any of any of them. Hillary gave a great speech. Now, look, I think this country is pretty much divided. You know, um, um, I formally, as you know, I've talked about this before. I was a. Uh, delegate for Hillary Clinton in the Washington primary. So it's no surprise that I support Hillary, but I actually publicly came out on my Facebook page and uh, stated that I'm with her, which I never, I rarely, if ever, um, uh, post political stuff on. What do you think that accomplishes? 
Um, if I feel you, like you have a very uh, a very controversial Facebook page as of recent. I, I do have a very controversial reason. Uh, here's what it is. I want people to know that I support her and that I want them to go and go out and vote and support her. That's what I wanted to accomplish. I don't think many people are wishy-washy in my, um, in my kind of like circle of friends. But um, if there are any, I've been more than happy to kind of get them on the phone and talk to them and try to convince them to vote for Hillary instead of Donald Trump. So that's what I want to do. So do you think, do you think uh, Hillary Clinton, you like adamantly think that she'd be good at this or do you think that she's just better than Trump? No, I, I firmly believe she's unbelievably qualified um, for the position. But because uh, she's qualified doesn't mean she'd be good at it. I think she'd be great at it. Not only, I don't think she'd be good at it. I think she'll be that's great cool. at it. Yes. This is not a... Just because I don't like Trump, I'm voting for Hillary. This is because I fully believe that Hillary Clinton could be a great president of the United States. That's so, cool. I don't have um, like probably a super strong opinion, but like she seems all right. Well, I'll tell you. Um, you know, That's she's been a po- strong opinion. <laughs> she's been in she's been in politics for a better part of like you know thirty years. So. Um, there's been a lot of ammunition thrown, like a lot of ammunition for people to kind of like sift through and to attack. Um, but you know, having watched this, um, kind of DNC and the speakers and all of the people that were kind of like talking and the messaging and the things that came out of her mouth and not only that, but like her history of, of supporting and, uh, propping up, uh, people with that have been unfairly treated through her entire career coming out of college, um, the law school. I mean, I, I left, I left with a sense of hope and a sense of feel goodness. If that's the word you want, uh, uplifting spirit. Um, I felt that, um, um, America would be a better place if she seceded, um, a Barack Obama and, I didn't feel like I was watching doom and gloom and a train wreck, which is what I felt when I watched the RNC. Now, to be fair, I am completely and undeniably biased because I am more of a liberal leaning person. Um, but the I think the, the DNC did a great job in conveying the touching moments that Hillary's had with people over time, uh, p- p- highlighting her efforts throughout her life to support and um the the support kind of the people that were received no privilege or needed help um and it wasn't about how one person could get the job done but how we all together can work work hand in hand and achieve the goal and i think when donald trump says only i could fix this or uh, i want to make america great again their counter argument was not one person can fix this thing we need to be in it together we don't need to make America great again because America is great. Um, yeah. I mean, I th- that's what I heard from the uh, Obama speech too. And I thought that was like one of the main things that was good about it. Yeah. It was they definitely it, have a better message rather than just like saying everything's messed up and like, I'm going to fix it. Like you were just saying, that's like a dumb point. It's a message of inclusive- all the people you never heard about. Right. It's a message of inclusiveness. It's a message of, of 
Um, we're going to write the injustices. It's not about black versus white. It's not about black versus blue. It's about all of us working together to unify and get things done that are better for all of us. And I think that's a strong message. Now, to be fair, she did dive into gun control and she did dive into women's right to choose. And she did dive into kind of a very liberal left leaning platform. And I could imagine that could be very off putting for the on the fence um, conservative or Republican voter who doesn't want to vote Trump. Um, But as long as they don't don't vote for Donald Trump, I'm okay. If they vote for Gary Johnson or, abstain altogether that's fine with me it's really imperative though that you know all of us go out and vote um and in my opinion i think you should vote for hillary clinton and if you want to debate me on that send me a message on twitter and i'll do so um but don't be unreasonable people Uh um (laughs) you can be unreasonable (laughs) i'll I'll be no i feel like what i just said what was that that's what debates are about, kind of. Sort of. Okay, Being but unreasonable. I, I feel, here's the thing. <laughs> I watched all, almost all of the RNC, and I don't think... I think my I disagree. Look, listen to me. <laughs> I watched all of the RNC, and I don't, I, I don't think I was disparaging. I just generally feel like the message was more doom and gloom and f- f- uh, trying to hit on people's fear, fear of other, fear of, of dying by terrorism, fear of uh, losing their job or fear of never being able to have a job, fear of China. And I don't find that to be an effective message to uh, go out there and kind of like um, make people feel good. It's, it's preying on the weak and the, and the strong on the weak minded. So I, I felt like it was, it was not to my sensibilities. So yeah, that's my general feeling on it. And if you want to disagree with that, that's fine, but I'm, I'm not going to back off that, but I'm not going to also name call like, Donald Trump, there's plenty of crazy things to talk about Donald Trump, which we will. I have some bullet points a little bit later. Um, but in terms of pure messaging... I was just disagreeing that you watched all of the like Republican convention. I watched more of the Republican convention than I did the Democratic convention. But all of it? I didn't say all of it. I said I watched most of it. You did? Yeah. No, you said all. And that's what I disagreed and that was my debate of just I don't think I used all. I may have said all, almost all of it or most of it, but I definitely oh, said all. We can all go of back. It. We can go, go to back. The tape. You said all. Go to the tape. Go to the tape. <laughs> Roll it, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we don't have a person for that. <laughs> uh, I watched all of the. Rep- oh, fudge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, anyway, uh, the, uh, this week there was some kind of, kind of keeping on the politics news and it's going to be kind of like two, com- two stories in a row. And I just want to point out, um, I've now ho- heard this like two it's or three times, two or three times now I've heard that, uh, people come to us for their news and they like our perspective on the news, which I think is interesting. Oh, yeah. because I know I've heard that's, that's exciting. Yeah. So, um, I generally don't like to repeat news that's all over the place, right? Because I try to pick like news of the weird or, you know, like kind of like things that are kind of a little off center of the kind of mainstream news. But uh, this one, I'm not going to let go. So um, this week, the WikiLeaks kind of 
uh, released hacked emails from the DNC. Okay. Um, have you heard about this story, Fresher? Yeah. I heard... I did, and I also heard that usually WikiLeaks does a pretty good job, I hear, of taking out private information, like, as in, like, so there's no innocent bystanders, like, you know, civilian names and numbers and all that kind of, like, financial information, and it's just, like, exposing the, um, like, the wrongdoing or whatever, but, like, I guess that it had a whole bunch of uh, personal information, too, about different people, and people were saying that was messed up. Which I'm surprised I like don't know how the system of WikiLeaks works, but like it's surprising that they even have like enough morals to do that from what I hear. Yeah, it is curious. So what I will say is that it's kind of a known quantity, one, that the head of WikiLeaks doesn't really particularly like the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton. Okay. So that's one kind of like already known fact. And the timing was purely deliberate right at the DNC kind of to deliberately sabotage yeah. um, the, the kind of like the festivities. I heard that some, like a lot of the emails were um, verified to be like slightly edited too to make it look worse. Like it was so, like set up. I mean, of course it was released for like that sole purpose, but it was like not even completely truthful. I heard. Right. That, so the, there are speculations of that. They haven't necessarily denied that. You know, the Republicans haven't or the Democrats haven't actually come out and said that. Um, but there is a security firm that had did the investigation because this this hack happened three months ago. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was the 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 security consultancy that did the kind of like investigative work said it had all the hallmarks of a Russian hacker. Right, like that, it was Russian, yeah, foreign service kind of hacking operatives. So this is kind of like troubling, right? Because it does seem like now Russia released these, possibly modified to kind of like drum up support for the opposing party, which is would be the RNC or the Republican National Committee, or potentially just Donald Trump in and of itself. So that's troubling, and so because of the fallout, because there were some, um, I guess they weren't too spicy. I just felt like it was politics as usual, you know, like they wanted Hillary Clinton to get the nomination and they were thinking of strategies and ways to like put down Bernie Sanders, which I think, yeah, like that's I mean, politics. Classic, like the Republicans do that. Every, like every, they all do that once they're in like the primaries and stuff, like going f like infighting and stuff, which is ridiculous that like it turns into the general election and then that just goes away. Right. It's weird, right? Because it's like you could say all the snatchy shit about your primary opponent and then in the and then they all fall in line. I think that that's the major problem I have, except for Ted Cruz, you know, like who refused to like kind of say Donald I Trump's know, name. Yeah. Um they all just fall in but line. The other like the Bernie Forever people too are similar, except for they don't have a leader, do they? Do they have a leader? Uh they I mean Susan Sarandon maybe. Uh, but Sarah Silverman, you know, who was a pretty big Hillary supporter, flipped over to Bernie and then went back to Hillary and then just kind of like like lambasted or lambasted the the Bernie supporters in the crowd saying like, you guys are ridiculous kind of thing. Um, there is a large yeah. contingent of support for Bernie Sanders still in the Democratic Party. Uh, and they the most rowdy of the, of the people at the convention came from the California delegates. But... Um, it's they're all dropping in line. Bernie has come out and pretty much said, uh, "Don't boo vote." 
you know, actually, I believe Obama said that, but like a lot of these things have, have kind of like, they're trying to flip, they're trying to unify the party. And I think this convention really did a great, a great service to kind of like achieving that goal, which is that, um, that's the whole point of the conventions too, isn't it? Well, that's supposed to be the goal of the convention. That is correct. I mean, back in the day, conventions meant more than what they do now. Back in the day, conventions were literally to choose the, the, like there wasn't primaries. It was just like a, a smoke filled room of dudes, just like figuring out who was going to run for president. You know, you know, nowadays it's just a four. Yeah, it's kind of like, like Pope. Kind of. Yeah. And then they throw their ballots in the chimney. They should have like that black smoke thing or whatever. They should have <laughs> weird traditions like that. That'd be awesome. Well, maybe yeah. they do. And I just don't know. Um, but this, you know, now it's just a four day commercial and it's, I mean, so, but just to finish the thought on the, email thing is that it did lead to Dem- Deb- Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was the chair of the DNC to step down amid the controversy that kind of happened um, because of the email fallout. But um, it does kind of like bring up an interesting question. So we know Russia did it. We know WikiLeaks released it, potentially edited this stuff um, possibly, but even if it's not, we now know that it was a foreign aid, a foreign government was involved. So it it started being people started to kind of like well what's the deal because Donald Trump um, there's all these ties to Russia now okay so now there's these loose ties to Russia so things that you need to know like one yeah, of the generals, I mean I thought one of his like main campaign people was like on his like was a past Russian oh is that what you were just getting at I was just gonna get into it yeah Paul Manafort um, who's the campaign lead for Donald Trump. Um, actually supported this is the tie supported the ukrainian the pro-russian ukrainian puppet government he was like the that the person that ran uh kind of like the relations for that that guy okay so there's some already some russian sympathizers there he's also involved with this uh, other general who is also shown to say like to not show support but not to to kind of like maybe uh, and i don't know the guy's name I forget his name. He's a former general, but kind of saying like, I like what Putin does. He has like a kind of like a strong authoritarian kind of like leadership quality, if you will. Um, so this, these ties kind of are out there. And so the timing plus knowing it was Russia, like it's things were like, Hmm, like you start to scratch your head, like maybe, you know, if there's smoke kind of thing. And then immediately follow the next day, Donald Trump, in a press conference, pretty much advocated for Russia to like release Hillary's emails if they hacked Hillary's server, the 33,000, which is borderline treasonous. It's advocating for a... Yeah, I mean, like, he even if it's not Russia, just having a another government, like, do anything in our, like, uh, election process. It's totally sleazy. And... So he like and you know when they say when there's smoke there's fire, there was smoke, and if and if there was a little bit of kindling or a little bit of a, a little pilot light, he literally took some kerosene and dumped it on the freaking like that little fly and just engulfed it. I and know, right? Like, Screw you. And so I think someone and I think it was Leon Panetta, <laughs> but I'm not sure who exactly said this, but um, Donald Trump is irresponsible. He's either advocating for a foreign government to hack the uh, former t- secretary of states. So the state department's email to get in there and to kind of, kind of like create a treasonous act 
in the sense that they're spying on our government or they're advocating for them to sneak into Hillary Clinton's email, personal email, which would be a violation of her personal civil liberties, which would also be against the law. Either way, you can't advocate for anyone or any person foreign government yeah, like or otherwise. Publicly, like publicly. in like a major public way. That's crazy. And then he re- he's like, oh, it's a sarcasm. It was, it was a joke kind of thing like the next day. But he also tweeted it like again. And, you know, like his his governor was like, or whatever, his um, VP Pence was kind of like, says one thing and then Trump completely just kind of like says the exact opposite. Trump, Pence is like, we, we don't support Russia and their authoritarian regime. And, and uh, you know, Trump is like, you know, yeah, we should definitely support Crimea being formally... Uh, you know, established as a Russian uh, p- province kind of thing. It's just like the most ridiculous situation that we're in. And there's now there's some things like what's his financial ties to Russia? Um, he refuses to release his tax know, records. Right? And even if he did release his tax records, I'm sure it wouldn't show any of these other possible offshore financial ties to Russia. So it is a curious, it is a curious time. And I find it, I found it to be a bit, a bit troubling. I don't, I don't know about you, but a bit troubling. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just more of his craziness. Did you see, um, the, uh, Hillary Clinton's, uh, VP speak at all? Tim Kaine? I didn't see any of it at all. Oh, well, Tim Kaine did like a a really terrible, he did like a really terrible Trump impersonation. He's like a cornball dude. He's like really corny. He's kind of like Joe Biden a little bit. Yeah, I heard and, that he was like uh, um, the dad. And he didn't he tell the supporters to be like, it's going to be really hot. Drink lots of water. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So they found six of Tim Kaine had six emails that were involved in the hacking scandal. And all six of them were reminding people to make sure that they bring water because it's going to be hot at the convention and they needed to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like class? I mean, it is good advice. And I guess, you know, the moral character of our, of, uh, of, of Killary's VP. He's very concerned about people's uh, hydration and health. He doesn't want them, uh, you know, passing out. Um, this, this news caught my attention. Uh, I, we're going to step away from politics. I think we spent plenty of time on that. Um, MTV announced today that they're, they're going to launch a classic MTV channel dedicated to the 1990s have you seen this fresher i like i like that that's pretty great it's kind of like a when nickelodeon had the um the gas channel that was all the old game shows oh yeah it's it's according to this article on rollingstone.com mtv plans to rebrand vh1 classic and as mtv classic starting on august 1st According to the statement from a company, the new channel will focus on, quote, an eclectic mix of fan-favorite MTV series and music programming drawn from across the rich history with a special focus on the 90s and early 2000s. Um, It says here, the August 1st switch date is special significance commemorating the launch of MTV 35 years ago on August 1st, 1981. The debut hour of MTV Classic will replicate the first hour of programming on MTV's history. In a nod to modern technology, fans will also be able to watch MTV Hour 1 via Facebook's Live on on the channel's Facebook page. After revisiting the 1981 debut, MTV Classic will flip through programming history, taking a look back at Total Request Live, and airing the most memorable installments of MTV Unplugged, including episodes featuring Nirvana, Erica Baidu, and Bob Dylan. 
Primetime will feature several popular anim animated shows, including Beavis and Butthead, Eon Flux. And the channel plans to serve a binge-worthy marathons of shows such as Real World and Laguna Beach. So, uh, sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, like, I heard they're having the new Real World in Seattle again at some point soon. I didn't even know Real World was still a thing. I didn't know that until I heard that either. It's going to be Capitol Hill, though. You know, <laughs> uh, it's interesting because I bet you, when was the last time they did it in Seattle? It was on the waterfront, but I don't remember. It was like like the 90s or something. Like, this is very lookable. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Real World Seattle. The seventh season. So that was... Whew. They lived on Pier it 70. It says it was uh, 1998. Wow. Wow. So, and they, they were on the pier on the waterfront, I heard. I never like saw anything about it. I wasn't paying attention at that time. I just remember that it was here. And it says here that uh, what's crazy is that it was seasons. It was 32. This is the 32nd season of MTV's Real World. Like, a, it's like totally gone. I didn't know even it was still going. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know either. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I realize we're, we're really low on topics this, this week. I know. Um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't research that much. I thought I, I thought I put in some, some extra stuff in there, but, um, I did, I did so, want to talking about Pokemon go, uh, I got some new Pokemon. I'm almost level 18 now. I haven't played super a lot, but I saw that there's already several Pokemon Go dating apps out there that I guess are really popular. I don't even understand how that would work, but um, that's a thing now. So that's interesting. I wonder how... I feel like anytime anything is like in like a really popular thing, there's going to be a dating app for it now. So here's, I'm reading it right now. It says here, the app is pretty straightforward and prefaces date hunting with an important question. Are you looking for men, women, or both? Or just a friend? Want to meet up someone? Want to meet someone from Team Valor, Mystic, or those other guys? Then swipe left or right as a standard for dating apps. And when you match with your Pokey Destined, you designate a Pokey Stop to meet up. Oh, you designate a Pokey Stop. Yeah. Interesting. That makes sense. I wonder if they use the map. I got a Pokemon that I don't know if it's uncommon or not, but I thought it was crazy. I'll hold it up to the camera now. It's called Jinx. I think that looks pretty weird. I don't that know one about is this pretty... one. What is that one? I mean, that just says it there. That's It's a Pokemon. It's really the only P Pokemon that I know that has boobs. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it looks just weird. But that's probably the most interesting Pokemon that I've got. I was annoyed in other Pokemon news that I... Uh, so I tried to evolve. I have almost the three kinds of the Eve ones. But I evolved one and I was trying to make it the water one. And you know, you name it like... Um, you name it Rainier. But I misspelled Rainier because it's oh, Rainier, no. not Rainier. <laughs> 
but I have my new one that I'm gonna like once I get enough of them again I can do but so now I have two of the fire ones Ugh. that was the worst <sighs> but again there I think I have uh, something like um, I have 67 types of Pokemon caught, which is pretty good, I thought. But, oh, There's that, that one really guy good. who supposedly beat the game. He got like 142, I think. But there's a couple more that they didn't have because I think there's 150 maybe. Um, I'm looking right now to see how many Pokemon I have. I don't think I'm even near what you're at, honestly. I th- actually, I think my wife has more Pokemon than I do. She's like way more into it than I am. I was reading a bunch of things about like doing the 10k eggs and how all the distance stuff works and like everyone says it's like really inaccurate. I tried doing oh. the whole uh like hatching four eggs at the same time and then having a lucky egg when they hatch but like I've undershot and overshot it where I do the lucky egg too soon and then I don't finish like in the 30 minutes I'm like walking the whole time trying to like hatch the eggs and it doesn't register and they don't hatch or I do it like don't do the lucky egg until I get really close. And then like they hatch before I had time to do the lucky egg. So why don't you explain people what a lucky egg is and what these hatching situation means? Because there's some people here that don't play the game. That's true. But so you get eggs at Pokestops sometimes. And each egg has, there's a two kilometer, a five kilometer and a 10 kilometer egg. And you have to walk that distance while the app is on. To, for the egg to hatch. And so uh, what I would do is I start a 10K egg because they're less common to get. And then I'll walk f- until that's 5K done. And then I'll start a couple 5K eggs. And then I try to have them so then like they'll all hatch. I can have like four eggs hatch at the same time. And then there's something called a lucky egg, which is just like a separate item. It's just an egg for no reason. And when you activate the lucky egg everything you do in the game doubles points and so like you get a lot of points for hatching new uh pokemon so i would try to you only get 30 minutes when you do the lucky egg you have 30 minutes until the like effect wears off so i would try to walk um so i was like up to like 9.5 or 9.6 because i can walk a point for my or kilometers in like 30 minutes and then I do the lucky egg and then I try to get the the end point four, and then it would like hatch the 10k plus all the other 5k's I started in the middle but both times I've done it I've undershot where I started I waited until it was like 4.6 or 7 or like you know like 9.6 and then like I was going to do the lucky egg but like right before I was going to do it the eggs hatched even like the what it says is totally not accurate but that is annoying. Pretty frustrating. You know, so um I I've never really been successful at hatching those eggs at all. Because they it just seems willy-nilly, and then I because it, I never see them even hatch, and then I'm just walking around with no incubating eggs because I just didn't even know that it hatched. Oh really? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like I didn't even realize that it hatched. You don't get the animation thing? No, because I'm not paying attention all the time when the app is on. But you, know you have to click it for it to go. No, you don't. It just will hatch if you've already incubated it and you hit the five kilometers or whatever. Like, it, you don't have to click it to get it to hatch. It'll just hatch once you hit five kilometers. 
I know it'll just hatch, but it has the hatch screen, and I think you have to click it. You definitely don't, because I've I've sat I've been walking around thinking I was going to be able to incubate something, and then I looked, and I had already long ago incubated the stupid thing. So it just incubates without having to touch it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you watch Netflix? Do you have Netflix? I do. Um, th- I, I talked about Stranger Things last week. I'm unclear as if I talked about watching the whole thing, but I finished the whole first season. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, holy smoke. Which one dude. is Stranger Things? What's the summary again? The summary is it's set in 1983. Um, four young kids who are probably, I don't know, 13 or 12, um, are a little bit nerdy. And then one of them goes missing and uh, they have to figure out why. That's the general gist of it. Huh. Without, It's really good. It's really good. I recommend it to everyone. It has an amazing soundtrack. Um, it starts off a lot like E.T. And then right around episode four. Yeah. It takes a right turn and it, it just goes more into the paranormal. Hmm. It's Sounds cool. I it didn't might, watch it at all. It might be outside of maybe Lost, Battlestar Galactica. Um, it might be my favorite first season of any show ever. Interesting. Wow. That's that's quite up there. Yeah. Uh True Detective actually was also the first season of True Detective was amazing. So I should throw that in there as well. Um, I've been watching since uh, I was talking before about uh, Happy Endings, which I really like, but I finished. But I've been watching now um, How I Met Your Mother. Started on season I, one of that. My goodness. Well, welcome to 2002. I know. I had never <laughs> seen it. But it's pretty all right. Also, uh, Gilmore Girls. Um, dude. Like these are all shows I've recommended probably over the history of this show at one point or another, and now I know, you're just going yeah, back. I never watched them. I mean, the wife's into them; they're pretty entertaining. <laughs> so you know, Gilmore. I was gonna. I had a bit of a Netflix thing I wanted to talk about, but do you know there's a new season of Gilmore Girls that's going to come on this November? What really? Yeah, it's going to be a new Gilmore Girls Netflix original, and they got everybody. Cool. It's actually I was just reading here Gilmore Girls a year in the life. They got everybody back. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I only watched like the first season. It's how many seasons are there? Oh, that's a good question. Six or seven, maybe. Um, A lot, right? Yeah. But I will say that so the original creative team leaves, I think, for the last season or two, and uh, so some people think that it kind of wasn't as good. Um, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. I love the fast talking kind of like nature of the show. Cause they're like really kind of like, uh, you know, they do have like pretty good witty, uh, witty remarks. Yeah. Really good snappy dialogue. Um, Definitely but there was some other stuff, snappy dialogue, um, other stuff that was announced for Netflix, which was, so again, I said, stranger things, you have to go watch it. Like it's a must like go watch it immediately. Um, also, Outcast. I have to wait a couple more years before I. It doesn't sound that cool. I mean, in my you know, like just arbitrary opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is that you could probably regarding how I met your mother. I know for a fact I talked about the season finale on this show. 
not this particular episode, but uh, in a f- past episode of Fresher and Parlance. So when you get to the season finale, you could go back and watch my opinions about the finale, uh, like the f- series finale of How I Met Your Mother. Cool. Hey, we also um, got some comments from Todd who says, uh, I would totally watch an MTV channel playing 90s clips. And he also said that Chris from work ran into the real world crew and was on camera partying in the Capitol in Capitol Hill recently. That's pretty cool. I pretty like, cool. yeah, now that they have yeah, the new cool. season in 98, I would have never uh, been able to do it. But now maybe I can like just go try to be on the real world. I wonder how many people are going to be trying to do that. So wait, I, I missed the thing because my stupid headphones, like, by the way, I got a comment, FYI, of um, someone loving the technical difficulties of last week's episode and finding it hilarious that it was my headphones. Like, <laughs> like straight up, like, LOLing, just thought it was like the that most hilarious thing. That's like one of the most ridiculous things that it could be, your headphones. <laughs> well, it's funny because as you were talking to me there, it started doing it again. Yeah. So I had to like unplug the headphone and plug it back in. Why don't you just get new headphones? I think I need to get new headphones, but these ones are really comfortable. Plus they have branding. Um, uh, so what, so wait, Chris ran in. I I heard Chris ran into the, 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 the set, the The real world crew on Capitol Hill, the new one partying. Oh really? Yeah. And I was on camera. I don't know like when they would air it or whatever, but. Oh man. That's great. I want to do that. Me too. Maybe we could record an episode while like, like we a should meta- go. We need, we need, I guess we need one more person and then we got to have, Oh, we should do that. I mean, I think that I would be embarrassed, but like have the microphone that like has the like sides that say like uh fab time or like for sure in parlance and then like go up to people and have the boot. We got to have the boom mic. The boom mic legitimizes anything that you're doing like that. (laughs) (laughs) You hold over. It doesn't even have to be hooked up. (laughs) Just a boom mic person. (laughs) I, I always loved um, when they do like bad, you know, when they're trying to always show like really bad productions and and then they show it and then you see like the boom mic sort of dropping into the frame. (laughs) It's just like down a little bit. Yeah. Um, the uh, Netflix, I just, there was a couple things I wanted to, uh, Black Mirror season three is coming. Apparently it's six episodes. Oh, I did see that. I still never watched any of the other Black Mirror yet either. I know. The other Todd, not that Todd that texted us, uh, was telling me I need to watch the holiday episode. He keeps talking about um, I watching know a lot the of people ho- were ta- like, I need to like watch that. Yeah. Um, but they also said that uh, the Netflix, this is, uh, this is, seems insane to me. So it says, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Ted Sarandos on Netflix programming budget. It'll go up yeah. from $6 billion. They're spending over $6 billion on original movies. Original content. Yeah. I mean, it's probably it's like a good... I wonder if they'd ever change their name. You so know, what? like... I don't know. Netflix seems like it's like... It's, it's like too specific of a thing. Like, it just means like watching movies online, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's pretty broad in some extent, but I mean, before, it's just like they already made a name for themselves. Don't forget that before it was watching movies online, you did it, all you did was get DVDs in the mail. 
it really wasn't really Netflix at all. It was more like male flicks. I know. I mean, you did like cue them up online, but they were kind of like were ahead of, they named it ahead of their technology actually coming online. I just can't believe they spent yeah. $6 billion on originals and um, acquisitions. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I feel like nowadays it's like not that much. Six I think it's billion like with a B? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. I mean, like so other things are like 9 billion or 20 billion or like. What's crazy. 20 billion? Give me an example of something that was $20 billion. Your mom? Oh, priceless. Priceless. <laughs> no, uh, like I think Yahoo <laughs> was sold to Verizon for $4.6 billion. That means Netflix spends more money in original and acquired programming a year than it would have been to acquire Yahoo. Let me see. Uh, yeah, so ac- like activists purchased was purchased by Tiva Pharmaceutical for forty billion. Our precision cast parts was acquired by Berkshire Hathaway for thirty-seven billion. Uh, yeah, there's a, like a bunch are over. Heinz was purchased for 28 billion. Oh, here's here's a a fun little game we could play. I have a yeah. list of the most expensive films made of all time. And I I'm, uh, I have a list up of just uh acquisitions. Okay, let's let's play that game. Uh, do you want to acqu- do an acquisition? You tell me what the thing was that was being acquired and I'll guess how many billions of dollars it was. Okay, this is yeah. Uh, like arm, or just like so. I'll say who the um. No, that doesn't work. You have to tell me yeah, what company was acquired oh, LinkedIn, by LinkedIn. who. Microsoft bought LinkedIn. Uh, twenty-eight billion. Twenty-six billion. Oh, that was so close. That was close. Uh, how about um. Johnson and Johnson bought. Synthes, I don't even know what that is. Um, 18 billion. 19, close. Whew, I'm good. How about so uh, WhatsApp was purchased by Facebook? Ooh. 20 billion. 19, almost right <laughs> on. Altera, like it's crazy. So Altera was bought by Intel, which I feel like personally is way more valuable than all these other ones. Guess how much that one is? Um, well, I feel like you already gave it. You gave it up a little bit. I'm going to say 11 billion, 16 billion. But my point is that like six billion. I mean, yeah, it's crazy a lot of money. That's insane. But like, comparative to like just how many ac- acquisitions are crazy these days. But remember, this is not acquisitions in the sense that they're acquiring a company and getting a revenue stream from it. This yeah, is they're just, just spending a- money. Yeah, they're I'm just, just saying, spending. Like, the- that there's yeah. any transaction with those amounts of money ever is mind-boggling. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I have a list of, of movies here, and they're the most expensive movies ever made. Can you guess what the number one movie is? And I'll give you a hint. The, the oh, I know cost. what it is. No hints, no hints, no hints, no hints. Oh, did you look it up? Are these like U.S. or worldwide? U.S. And it's not, it's not gross budget. It's, it's not like how much they money make at the box office. It's how much it costs to make the movie. 
Yeah, I think it wasn't it's uh Pirates of the Caribbean. Which one? But I was right, right? I mean that's you, pretty good for like no yeah. hints. I think that I knew that. That's pretty good. I wasn't it's, it like the third one or something? It was the second one, I believe. No, it was the yeah, third one. That's why one. I wanted no hints because was. I was impressed that I knew that. No, dude, it was the third one. Can you guess how much Ooh, it co- how much called it? No hints. No hints. Could you guess could you guess how much it was? Uh, was that? Let's see. I don't. I'm gonna be guessing. Um, six hundred million. No, three hundred and eighty-seven million. Ah, three hundred. I'm sorry. Three hundred. Three hundred seventy-eight million. Can you guess what number two was? Uh, let's see. I think it was also one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Correct, man. You're on fire. I think you're on fire, dude. Like, I just remember those are the most expensive movies ever made. It's crazy. That one was three hundred. I don't know what non Pirates of the Caribbean movie that was expensive. Maybe Transformers. Uh, this is a movie that's from the Marvel universe. It's a Marvel movie. Was the number three released in 2015? Hmm. So then it must have been a um. Avengers. Avengers, Age of Ultron, $279.9 million. Um, Those don't seem like they would be that expensive. They're just all CG. um, I think it's a lot of the cast, too, you know, because they have all the stars in it now. Oh, yeah, the cast, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here. Like, it's shocking. Um, Two of the top 10 of all time were were from 2016. Care to take a guess? On what tied for seventh? What from this movies? year? From uh, this year? Let's see. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. Here's a hint. I can't think. Souvenir okay. ten. Oh, uh, I might have just blocked that one out. Uh. Captain America, like Civil War. Woo! You got it. Congratulations. Okay. How about this one? It's starring Ben Affleck. And he's fighting somebody. Is it the um, Bourne stuff? Bourne? No, whatever? No, that's Matt Damon. Oh. It's uh Same thing. It's um <laughs> he's fighting a man who's in a cape. In a cage? Cape. Oh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, I, the Road Warrior, but not Road Warrior. No. Mad Max. No. No? Ben, Aff- ben Affleck who's wasn't the, Who's Mad the actor Max? in that? Uh, I don't know who Ben Affleck is. Oh, my gosh, really? It just makes me, <laughs> not, I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't know who it is. You ever watch Chasing Amy? I guess. You ever watch, um... Uh, Goodwill Hunting. You ever watch? Uh, I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember it. You ever see Mall Rats? Yeah. Do you remember the clerk that uh, liked to have sex with women in uncomfortable places? <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, so. I'm, I he's been in. He was also he's won Oscars for directing. I mean, I'm sure that I just can't place it. That's all. Um, 
Argo. But anyway, so what's the movie? Was, oh, oh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, really? Was that popular? Yeah. Is that out? It's on video. I saw it when it's I, I was passed, checking right? out. Yeah, it's 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 on DVD now. I I was checking out buying some uh, melon after work, and uh, I saw the the DVD uh, kind of cardboard kind of standee thing at the supermarket. The so that's already on. Melon. Yeah, the old yeah standee. Are you um, gonna watch it? I'm definitely gonna watch it for sure. Um, oh, so I did want to talk about one thing. Yesterday, I went to my first ever meeting of the Seattle Spirit Society. Oh, yeah. Fresher, do, you, do you care to know what the Seattle Spirit Society is? What is that? I've heard things. So it's a fascinating, pl- it's a fascinating club. Um, now, if there are people listening who are part of the Spirit Society, I'm not going to speak negatively of it. But I will say um, it was pretty much all white, white dudes but and one black guy and um but um effectively it's it's a place to go and appreciate distilled uh alcoholic beverages um it's it, uh i was a guest you have to be a member but i went because i know one of the founding members and also um friends w- w- and co-workers with um, uh, another member not a founding member but a member and i went as their guest um it was really entertaining um you do samplings and yesterday happened to be blended uh, scotch whiskeys and blended whiskeys. Um, we did, I think six different spirits. Plus then we mixed our own spirits. So like they gave us a How box. How you mix your own spirits? So they gave us a box of all these single malt whiskeys, like really fancy ones. And then they gave us some beakers yeah. and stuff. And then we got to mix all of the different spirits together to make one blended whiskey. What? That's way cool. And then it was we it was two tables and so one table competed against the other table. Our our table didn't win, and they called it the King Tide. But I came up with the name for the for the drink that I thought was freaking awesome, and people loved it. But they didn't go with it, and I was kind of pissed off. And I called it the Skipper's Accomplice. <laughs> I do like it, but I can see why they didn't go with it. <laughs> The skipper's accomplice. I also call um El- Elliot Spay. You know, there's a you know, there's like um Spay is a type of is a region of where they make Scotch whiskey. And then um yeah. then Todd and myself kind of came up with one called Space Side and Neutered, because Space Side is the name. <laughs> um anyway, like it was fun. I wasn't so much making there's people there who wait know way more about distilled spirits than I do have like a really great palette and some of it I think is bullshit. I think some people can do shit. They don't, they just make it up. Other people I do actually feel like they have the ability to do that. Um, it, it was fun. It was great. I enjoyed it. And then, so, you know, you do your drinking and then they have an open bar area. So after you do all your tastings, you could just drink. They have a bunch of bottles that they've tasted in the past that you can go have some of. Um, one of the bottles that we tested was a ni- a vintage bottle from 1960, which was cool. And then another one that was from like 1980, I think. They're like vintage bottles that were blind tasted. It was really fun. I had a really good time. And then after, you know, like I said, you have an open bar kind of, they just have liquor everywhere and they have a box, like a literally a box, box of cigars. So it's just, everyone's just smoking cigars and, and drinking whiskey and like tequila and stuff. I didn't have any or do they? Yeah. Yeah. It's right on the Marina there. So it's like a beautiful view looking over um, in Magnolia, looking out onto the city. 
at a you know there's all these boats and stuff so they go outside i didn't have any cigars but and we i left earlier than i than i think a lot of the other people did um but like i stayed for everything except for the cigar smoking you know um that's cool um it was really neat hey, we got um, a, we got a we got a tweet from andreas how many spirits how many spirits that i have yeah so I, I think i said i i tasted um was it six it was it was one two three four five six seven i think seven in the initial and then i had two additional so nine but i didn't finish oh, yeah. them and, and they were like little nips i didn't want to get wasted and then have they to drive home nips, huh? yeah little nips little nippy nips nips yeah um <laughs> It was it was kind of it was kind of like super fun and I mean there is a little bit of hoity toitiness to it, um, but uh, it was really cool. I mean, a lot. Would you yeah, say it was, little, it was a little bougie? But um, the person that I know that's hoity toity slash bougie. Yeah, the person I know did the presentation and he killed it. He was great. He did. They add in history and context, um, and they get into like. I mean, it's, I'll be honest, people are way too dweeby. Like, you know, well, what's the parts per million on the PD smoke flavor per, you know, you know, it's just like stuff like that, which is just like, <laughs> that was, that was some legitimate, uh, what's the parts per flavor on the PD smoke flavor? <laughs> That's pretty good jargon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I know all the jargon. Um, having just been to Scotland, you do a bunch of tours, you kind of learn the lingo. Um, but like, yeah, I, I learned a bunch about like the, like the vacuum distilling kind of stuff and for gin and things like that, which I'd never heard of where you could just, you just decrease the pressure, which will cause the liquor to distill because it'll just like boil off. You know what I'm saying? I never knew. I never even thought of that. It's yeah, that's cool. That's how they make dry ice. Well, it's, it's crazy. I didn't know that either. Um, but it's to, you know, cause you know, when you're making gin, you have like, uh, juniper berries and stuff like in a mesh thing. Oh, no, no, freeze, not dry ice. Sorry, freeze dry. Anyway, freeze dried. Sorry. Oh, that makes sense. Um, you just what do you just pressurize it and it just goes zip and it just freezes, just dries out. I mean, uh, I've like watched the whole thing of how to make a freeze dryer and like yeah, you have to like do different pressures and temperatures and stuff. It's pretty That's cool. The um, extent of what I. I'm willing to know enough of to say. <laughs> well, I mean, it was interesting because they were talking about how you don't want to increase temperature if you have like juniper berries in the mixture of the malt or like in the racks where the, it's getting distilled through. So by raising the pressure, you don't cook the berries. So you get a true juniper kind of flavor in the gin, which I thought was yeah, fascinating. That's cool. I didn't even think, I've never even thought of that. Um, but uh, anyway, it makes me kind of want to be a distiller. And uh, I almost, I wanted to tell you, John, you should do it. Um, John Hinkenlooper, who's the governor of Colorado. Um, I, th I, he opened up a brew pub and that was how he started his career. And in my mind, I was thinking, that's what fresher should do. That's what fresher should do. You should start a brew pub. Since you're, you know, you're Sell a, brew a brew pub. What? No, start one. I, oh, seems like too much work. <laughs> I mean, they don't pay off. Well, this guy's governor of Colorado, so worked off in some way. That doesn't way. mean he makes that much money. I mean, it's more than probably he was making as an unemployed non-brew pub owner. He was a he was That's, a biological. Yeah, 
he said he lost his job. He was like a geologist or something and he didn't know what to do. So he started a business at brew pub and it exploded and he became very wealthy and well-known because of it. Um, anyway, nice. that's uh, the American dream. It's the American dream. So I think it's about time fresher, but did you know we're part of a podcast network? Uh, I've heard things. I heard that I didn't promote it well enough last week. <laughs> um, well, guess what? We are. It is the soon-to-be-named network featuring such podcasts as Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark. The Prodigal Sons podcast, which I think is no longer a podcast because they haven't done an episode in like three, two months. So I might actually just stop promoting them um, until they start a new episode. There's also Podvocacy uh profane arguments prime defective i might be missing one. Oh yeah puzzle warriors three so by all means go to soon to be named network.com check them out also if you want to see back episodes which you probably know how to do right now just open up your chrome browser type in the words g-o-o-g-l-e that's the letters not words google.com type in fresher and parlance hit i'm feeling lucky you don't actually have to go to google you can just type straight in the address bar Type it straight into your address bar, Fresher and Parlance. It will take you to probably 17 <laughs> different locations where you could stream or view our content. If you watch that and watch those things, be sure to leave a comment. Tell us what you think of it at Fresh and Par on Twitter or any of those lovely places where you could communicate with us, including Facebook and YouTube. That is all I have. Anything else you would like to throw in here, Fresher? Uh, that about sums it up. About sums it up. Fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. One last thing, and this is a bit on the more somber side. And um, I wanted to throw this in. I play in a gamer group on Tuesday night, and I'm not like friends, friends. So I only know these people online, and um. But I play with them every week, sometimes more than uh, once a week. And I learned that one of the the gamers that I played with, um, his wife passed away. Um, she had been fighting cervical cancer and um, she passed away last week. Um, it hit me kind of hard, even though I don't know this person personally, but I speak to him all the time. And it's kind of weird in, the, in, in our modern day relationships, the way we communicate with people. And sometimes we can know people without really knowing them in, in kind of like a really good way. Um, so I wanted to share my sympathies out to uh, Drogsba, which is his uh, gamer tag name. I don't want to say his real name. Um, and tell him that, uh, you know, our gamer group is thinking of him and uh, that... Uh, Hopefully that everything will be okay in the future. And uh, I hope to frag some noobs with you in the, in the near future when things are, are much better. Um, but I wanted to say that cause it, it is, it is very, very sad. And uh, I, I am emotionally uh, moved by it and I, cancer is a terrible thing. So hopefully one day we will find a cure for not just cervical cancer, but all cancers. So um, with that note, thank you. Um, have a great weekend, everyone, and we will see you next week for episode 109. This is Parlan saying, sayonara, muchachos. And Fresher saying, later, taters. <laughs>